guys, what's going on? And welcome to the Provokers Podcast, where we talk about things that you probably should too. I'm joined here by my co-hosts, uh, John and Noah. Do you guys want to introduce yourself for people that are new? Hey guys, this is Noah. Yep, and this is John. All right. Um, so let's do let's do a bit of small talk before we actually get into the big topic. Because remember, guys, uh, every tenth episode is a big topic that's really important. Um, so we're going to get into that in a second, but I think we should talk a little bit about something that I have a problem with. I uh, During the course of this week, I have hated a company, and I've loved a company. And I'm going to start with the loving company first because I have an announcement to make, or should I say we have an announcement to make. We have a Patreon. Yes, you heard those words correctly. <clears throat> um, if you like what we do and you really enjoy what we do, you can go over to our uh, Patreon page. Just It's just called The Provokers, or there will probably be links uh, in John's Twitch, in my YouTube stuff, like anywhere you can find links, I guess um it will be in there so go check us out there's like there's different tiers you can get depends on how much you want to support us the money will probably be going towards getting uh honestly getting better equipment for not only uh because john has a pc i do not have a pc so it'll probably be going toward it'll be going towards all of us and getting better equipment and stuff to record these episodes because right now i'm not using an actual professional mic i'm using just a headset mic um which obviously has its downsides so that's what the money will be going to. And also you get access to an exclusive Discord server that only pe- people that uh, like pledge on Patreon will get access to. No one else can get access to it. Um, and there's different tiers. You get different roles in the uh, Discord server as well, of course. Um, so just go check it out. I can't really tell you all the information uh, because we'd be sitting here for a couple minutes for just for that. So go check our page over there. Um, like I said, there will be links pretty much anywhere you can find links uh, for that. Either whether it be John's Twitch or my YouTube channel. doesn't matter really which one. Um, just go check us out. And uh, the reason I said I started to love companies is because Patreon has been really awesome in terms of support. Um, I've been, like, obviously during the creation of the Patreon page, I uh, was kind of asking the support team, like, hey, am I doing this right? Should I be doing other things? What's some tips and tricks you guys can give me? Um, and they've been super awesome in terms of, uh, like, different tips and tricks that they gave me. I talked to this uh, Patreon support creator team, I think is their name. Um, and they were like, oh, hey, this, this, you should do this. They'll make you more, uh, like available to people like, or you should do this. This should, this is a cool award you should do and like all that kind of stuff. So it's been super awesome working with them and, uh, just shout out to Patreon, uh, just cause you know, they've been pretty good. <laughs> now let's talk about the company that I now hate. Um, so, and actually it's a, it's a company that I think, uh, Noah would hate as well. Um, good old Microsoft. So. Earlier this week, about Monday yeah. or Tuesday, I got a $8 charge on my card from Microsoft. I'm like, hmm, I don't remember subscribing to any Microsoft thing. Xbox Live is my, like, is my only thing, and I would know uh, if it's Xbox Live because that ends, and then you have to resub. It's not like a subscription uh, thing. And so I'm like, huh, $8, $8 huh? I'm like, so I scroll through uh, my charges. I'm saying, um, I'm like thinking, oh, so maybe it's a subscription. And I got charged on like the 19th, or, or not the 19th. Uh, the probably the, I think it was the 21st. I got charged on the 21st, and so I looked to the 21st of the previous month, no charge there for Microsoft. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So I go past another month, and maybe it's like weirdly every two months, or maybe it didn't come through the other uh, month or something. Again, nothing there. So at this point, I'm thinking the I'm thinking the worst. Oh, my card got hacked, and people are buying something. My also immediate thought was, if they're if it did get hacked, though, why do they only buy like an eight dollar thing? Um. So I go over to Microsoft and I'm like, "Hey, this you, uh, you charged my card. What's this for?" Didn't have an answer for me after an hour of talking to them. I'm like, "Hmm, interesting." Uh, so I go over to my card or like the the invoice they gave me, uh, which was like, uh, it, all it said on the payment thing was Microsoft 
something Microsoft again, and then it had a string of numbers. That's all it said. It said nothing about what it was. And I'm like, okay, what if I search the numbers up on the internet? Maybe other people have had this problem. Come to find out, a lot of people had the same problem. The only problem with said problem is that no one had a solution to it. They were just saying, oh, this is a thing, you, you should contact Microsoft support, which I already had done at that point. And so I'm thinking, okay, so it's clearly something everyone has had before. And so I keep researching it for a little while. It took me about 20 minutes to find this information, but it was a subscription. And I'm thinking to myself, well, then what is it then? Because I have no subscription to anything. And it just doesn't make sense that they're charging me like one month and not another thing. And then I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's a yearly thing. And so I check all the way back to last year around the same time. And guess what? There's no charge. And now I'm thinking, okay, someone bought something with my card at this point. Because it's, it's clearly not a subscription. It's clearly not like uh, it's, it's not a false charge because it went through. So someone, so someone used it and bought an $8 thing for it. And then I get talking with a different support team, and I'm like, hey, this you guys need to give me my money back because I did not authorize this charge. Um, at this point, I'm like almost about to call my bank that I have because uh, I'm just like, this is, this is ridiculous. Um, and so I talk to them, and they're like, oh, yeah, this uh, the check your subscriptions. I'm like, mate, I don't have any subscriptions. The only subscription I have on my uh, from, from you guys is the Microsoft um, Office 365 thing, and I know when I get charged for that. And so they're like, oh, well, maybe you should check that. Maybe it uh, billed you again for some reason. And so I go over to the uh, Office 365 thing. I log in with my account, and it says, oh, no active invoices. And so I'm like, huh, that's interesting because it just happened, so it can't be that. And so I go back to the support team, and I'm like, hey, this doesn't say I have anything on here, so it's clearly not that, so what is it then? And they're like, sorry, or, sorry we don't have any idea of what that's for. Maybe we should contact your uh, fraud department at your bank. And I'm like, it's from you guys. You guys have charged me. It's not like someone else is going around using my card because at this point it was only the charge. They, they weren't making any other purchases. If someone stole my card, they would have paid, they would have bought like a Lamborghini or something with the non-existent money that I have. So just like, it's like, there's, that's, I know it's from you guys. There's clearly something going on here. And so like at this point I was getting really furious. It was three hours in at this point that I was still going and I go over to my office 365 and I realize, huh, I, Oh yeah, that's right. I have two technical like accounts for it because I have one that I have a really old account that I don't use anymore. And I have the current one and I was logged into the old one that I didn't have. And so I go into my new account and it's like, Oh, your password's incorrect. And I'm like, no, it's not. This is my password. And so I go over to reset password. Cause I'm like, I'm just over it at this point. Um, and I enter my, the password I use for most things, um, and it's like, oh, this password's incorrect. Or, sorry, no, it's like, oh, your old password cannot be the same as the new one. And I'm like, but you literally just said that my password was incorrect. So how is it the same? So I go back a page, re-enter the password, copy and paste it, basically, and it's like, oh, your password's incorrect. I'm like, what is happening here? What is happening? You both can't be right. Something is, one of these things is wrong here. So I'm like, screw it. I'm, I made a new password, just a simple modification to the ones I usually use, and it let me through. I'm like, okay, cool. And so after I wait five minutes for Microsoft to send me an email confirmation, I enter the email confirmation, enter the code that was in the email, and I'm I'm through. And I check the uh, the Office 365 thing, and it was it was actually not Office 365, but it was the OneDrive thing that I use, uh, which is like storage space for your computer. And I realized, oh, it charged me again even though it had just charged me five days ago. 
And so I'm like, okay, at least I found out what it was. Now I need to go to Microsoft and demand a refund or whatever. Here's the sad end to a very long and annoying story. Uh, they did not give me a refund. They said, you need to be more careful with when you realize that you're being charged. And so I promptly, I promptly uh, deleted that subscription because I realized a trick that would save me more money and also save me less hassle. Um, that's just buying uh, OneDrive by itself and not actually buying uh, Microsoft 365, which uh, gives you a OneDrive upgrade for $8 a month. Whereas if I bought OneDrive, uh, the amount of gigabytes I would need is $2 a month. And I would much rather that because then at least I know what I'm paying for. And so, yeah, I did not get a refund for that. That's so dumb. It's like, yeah, well, you got to be better about things that you are outside of your control. Essentially, yeah. I was just so upset. I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not. Nope. I'm out of here. So when uh, I actually, I what is nice, and this isn't this isn't any way a redemption arc for them, but they when I was about to quit, they're like, oh hey, here's two here's two free months on us because you're wanting to leave or whatever. I'm like, sure, I'm leaving. So I I clicked the yes, give me two extra months, and then I promptly deleted it afterwards. Um, uh, and then so once that so in December it's gonna expire, and then one of when in December comes around. I'm just going to buy the OneDrive extension because I'm only using 86 gigabytes and uh, the ba you only get 5 gigabytes for some stupid reason when you buy when you first buy a computer. And so what I'm going to do if I want 200 gigabytes, that's the lowest thing you can get and that's only $2. And the uh, Microsoft uh, 65 or whatever gives you 200. Obviously, it gives you a bunch of other things, but I don't use everything, everything else. I don't use PowerPoint. I don't use Word. I don't use any of that crap. So the for like for example for me writing my book I use Google Docs and not Word because Word's like a pain in the butt. Um, so I don't know. It was just like the most annoying possible experience that I've ever gone through with any company ever. I've never had to spend sit there for three hours finding out hey what charged my card and why can't I get a refund for it like that kind of thing. And like the internet helped a little bit. They helped a little bit kind of saying oh it might be it's probably a subscription you uh, go contact Microsoft or whatever. And I even went onto Microsoft's own support page, and they, I said, hey, this happened to me too. Can you tell me what's going on? And they said, oh, you should go contact the Microsoft support team. I'm like, I'm on the support page, and you cannot answer my question? I was so upset. Yeah. All right. I guess while we're on the topic of Microsoft, I have a new story for Microsoft. Oh, boy. This one wasn't as bad as the last one, thank God. Remove lost my head so my mother she's very nice like a very great mom uh and she bought me a game but what she fucked up on was she bought a digital code microsoft or amazon whatever the fuck she bought it from sent her site code and she redeemed it now, I guess I fucked up a little too because I didn't tell her not to redeem it. But she redeemed it. Uh, she calls me down and I'm like, what's going on? She tells me what she just did and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I get on the phone with Microsoft because I, I didn't even want to Google it. I didn't even know how to Google it. I told them what happened. And this is the only time where I think I've actually liked Microsoft. Because past two times, they've been no help whatsoever. But this one time, they were actually able to help. 
and it helps me uh, figure out a what you did wrong, b what the fuck we needed to do so it could actually work. And well, yeah, for once Microsoft was actually useful, and yeah. So we it, didn't really have beef; it was just a inconvenience. Yeah, is that it? No, it's like a, it's like a okay. Microsoft actually did good for once. Oh, yes, that's all right. I mean, kind of good. But... Yeah, but it made like, you made it sound like that you had beef with them. Oh yeah. Either way, I still hate the fuck out of Microsoft if you're listening to this. Fuck you, I hate you. But thank you for helping me this one time. Yeah, but not getting sponsored by Microsoft See, the, anytime soon. No, when you said that, I really the, the don't first thing that came to mind was Markiplier's Uno uh, session where he's like, thank fuck you. The thank you fuck. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Because he's like, yeah, just like you said, uh, if you're listening, fuck you. And then you said, oh, but thank it's you, like, probably. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like, thank you, you helped, but also, fuck you. Yeah, Sony is also not super great about that sort of thing. Um, when the PS5 came out, there were a lot of games that you could get, like, a free uh, upgrade if you had the PS4 version of that game. Um, one of these games included Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Which is one of my favorite games. And when so I have it on PS4. And I went to get the free upgrade for the PS5 version, which, by the way, you need if you want to play the DLC. You cannot use the PS4 version. It's really stupid, but, you know, whatever. And it was like, oh, you can't you can't do this. I'm like, well, why not? You just, you just can't. You can't get the free upgrade. I'm like, but you're not. But I have the game. Like, it, it should work. And I looked it up, and apparently other people had the same issue, and they would call the support staff and they would either lie and say that's not how it's meant to work or say they just don't know it's like i think they just didn't have a like scripted response to to that question so they would just make it up on the spot which is so dumb thing you did though because it sounds like you're just taking other people's stories which is the internet so you can't always trust the internet well, no, because I don't like calling people, so I didn't do it. But it's stupid that it didn't work in the first place. My beef. But I still haven't gotten it to work. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess. Um, that made me think, too, is that another pro- another thing that could have prevented this entire scenario that I had was just Microsoft sending me an email saying, hey, we're about to renew your subscription. Like every other subscription service on the face of the planet does. If you had done that, in fact, everyone else in the support thing was saying that too. If you just send a confirmation email two days before it happens, that tells people that, hey, your subscription's about to renew. Make sure your your card information's up to date or cancel it if you want to. Guess what Microsoft doesn't do? They don't do that. And the people even said it's basically a scam tactic because it's like Microsoft is just just trying to take people's money, which I would, I can't deny they didn't. Um, it's just so ridiculous. And like, it's the same. I do have a story with Sony, but it's a little bit shorter is that I got, I subscribed to PS plus or whatever for like the first year, uh, just see how it was. I didn't, I didn't find it worth it. So I was, I just didn't use it. Um, but a year later they charged me again. I'm like, Oh crap. I didn't realize I was still on that. And so I contact the support team 
And I'm like, uh, also, keep in mind, Sony also didn't do this at the time. I think they do it now. But at the time of me doing that, they didn't. They didn't send you a confirmation email. And so I contacted the support team. I'm like, hey, you charged me like $70. Can you give me that back? Because I, I didn't want PS Plus. Um, and they're, the, the person I was talking to was like so passive aggressive. They're like, oh, this is a one-time exception. Don't let this happen again. I'm like, literally, this is what I said. I'm like, maybe you should send a confirmation email so people don't get charged. Like, like unwillingly charged. And they didn't really have it. They didn't really, they kind of avoided that, no doubt. Um, but they kind of avoided that and was like, okay, here, you have the, res- the, what is it? The, the charge should come back to your card after a couple business days or whatever it said. And it did. Uh, but my God, that was like, I got so upset when they said, oh yeah, this is a one-time exception. It's like, no, it's not. I guarantee you've done this to other people. So it's not a one-time exception, first of all. And second of all, screw you. <laughs> Yeah, customer support's the worst. Yeah, there have been only a couple times that I've had where customer service was actually helpful. Yeah, Nintendo's been helpful. Uh, I think um, I've gone on uh, Apple support, and they were really helpful. Uh, It's just like it's just like the companies that I use the most seem to be not that helpful. Right. And I don't even think it's, like, the people on the phone's responses. It's, like, not their fault that the company they work for is just awful. Yeah, it's not their fault. It's just, like, why why don't you just, the company just work, like, why don't they just do things that are beneficial? The guy that said this is a one-time exception, though, that was definitely his fault. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 that was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think we should move off of uh, hating companies because this isn't the We Have Beef episode. We already did that episode. Um, but I just wanted to tell you the yeah. story that I had with it because, oh my God, I was so furious. Uh, and it took, like I said, it took about three and a half hours to get that all done. And I'm like, oh my God, it's killed me already. I'd rather jump into a volcano than listen to this garbage. But anyway, so as I said before, this today is a serious topic. You guys want to guess what it is? Mm. I want to say mental health. I guess. I'm going to say um, education. Interesting, interesting. Uh, you're both incorrect because it's mental health. Uh, so that's the topic we're going to be talking about today. And uh, yeah, so like, I mean, we're going to be talking about mental health and primarily going towards the, obviously the bad side effects of it. Because mental health is a serious topic, obviously, already. But, like, you can go easily, you can easily talk about, like, the good parts of it, but we're going to be talking about the bad parts that often get overlooked and that, um, that, like, could really help people that are listening to this currently. Um, so I get, like, there's, this is kind of a broad topic, so you don't have to talk about a very specific thing. Points, uh, Noah's already losing in terms of points because he swore at the beginning of this episode. And, uh, well, actually, not the beginning of the episode, before the episode started. So I deducted 10 points, so he's losing 10 points already. But points will be distributed, uh, based on, I guess, uh, what you talk about and how relevant the topic is. Uh, if you talk about something that's like completely not relevant, uh, then you won't get as much points as like someone that com- talked about the topic exactly. So, yeah. Um, I'll let John. No, I'll let Noah go first because he's the one that came up with the idea to talk about this for an episode. So, alright, cool. So, this is actually a pretty good topic to talk about, in my opinion, for serious topics anyway, because like you said, this this get overlooked quite a bit and. It's what I want to talk about with this is like what depression with mental health can do. Because I know for me personally, I have struggled with mental health in the past. It has 
it's, it's been a scary road sometimes it's been a very hard road and i just know that from past experiences and like it's a road that when you go down it you're scared and trust me i know you are because i've been down there it sucks and it hurts and sometimes you just feel like the entire world's against you and it's one of those paths you never want to go down but there are ways to help it believe it or not there are some ways to help it there's therapy trying different kinds of antidepressants there's a lot of different ways to help you through whatever kind of mental health you're going through uh, yeah so i've only ever experienced the depression side a little bit of the anxiety but not too much of it yeah, I was just gonna say I don't want to advertise uh, dep- depression supplements uh, because I had a friend that um, uh, like that took them, and um, they said that it didn't really help, and they are not currently with us today. So I'm not gonna advertise that, but I do. I do. What I'm obviously know is correct is that there's tons of stuff that can help you. So I just, I just want to point that out that I don't support that that specific thing. But mm. yeah, I do want to right now. There are oh, like a thousand, maybe even. Uh, more than that a thousand or more different like antidepressants that could help you that's a big could though it it, it depends on a lot of factors that's to do with you specifically and i also don't like antidepressants because they have been worked for me in the past mm-hmm. but we are not advertising antidepressants right like you said that's very like specific it is not there's a big part of it there's not one solution what works for some people won't necessarily work for you. So you mm-hmm. for that sort of thing, you, you really exactly. can't advertise it. Yeah, no. With me, for antidepressants, it's been trial and error. Like, I've tried at least a couple hundred at this point, and mm-hmm. nothing. Like, it's been a long fucking journey of just trying to find something that works and i think i'm not gonna continue to pursue those because they just haven't worked mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, uh, sorry up. no i think i think john you should go ahead i think also it's what you're saying like it gets overlooked it gets overlooked and it also there's sometimes a stigma stigma about it like if you struggle with mental health like you're weaker or you 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 aren't normal yeah. and like that's that's wrong obviously um i add on to that john yeah see this is what i really hate about society right now with anyone that says anything about mental health and i'm not talking about anyone specific here at all mm-hmm. anyone that talks about it I hate the fact they're looked at as weak or smaller than someone else. They're not. They are just human, and they are having human emotions. They're going through something, and they need help. Mm-hmm. It's a normal fucking thing. We all need help sometimes. Stop so, acting like it's not normal. It is. Here's the thing. If you had said that 10 years ago, I would have agreed. But recently, that's not really prominent anymore. The whole idea that someone uh, needs help. There's a lot of people that are will- more willing to help than they were 10 years ago. Right. 10 years ago, it was heavily scrutinized. And it was like, you were the mocking town 
or you were the you were like the joke of the entire society, right? Mm-hmm. But now, t- ten years later, people have started to re- hope finally realize that hey, that's a serious issue. Suicide is one of the top reasons people die, and it's a very important topic. And so that they are now more willing to help because I've I've not heard a single person anymore that said that it's weak. Like I haven't right. heard that in like years. So I would agree, but it's not as it's not. In fact, you're usually the douchebag if you say something like that. Right. Um, so it's not scrutinized yeah. anymore, I would think. Well, I was I was getting that before. Noah interrupted me. No, but uh, yeah, it's a lot better now. It's not nearly as bad as it once was. Um, but I like I'm not gonna say anyone's name for this story. But um, I have a very close friend who was telling me that they struggle with anxiety, right? And so they're they're a student, and at their school they are eligible for compensation. Um, if they need certain things like if they need to be take a test in a enclosed environment without anybody else, they can, um, which is great. But one of the teachers didn't believe them. They were like, I'm not doing that for you because you're just lazy, is what they said to them. And that's not okay. You can't just say to someone who has, like, a diagnosed, uh, like, a diagnosed medical issue, then, like, well, you, I'm not going to do anything about that because you're just lazy. Like, that's that's not okay. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. I mean, it, again, we don't want to be hitting on teachers because it's just, like, they 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 i mean honestly teachers go through uh that kind of stuff too and not only that but they also are around kids the most besides parents Mm -hmm. and so they probably see that more often especially in high school especially in high school but they see that about more often and so you know just like the good teachers that are there to support their students and that are there to like obviously the whole stigma that yeah they're not their parents and they shouldn't Mm -hmm. ever be classified as one but they are there to support the children, and that's what they're there to do. So when a teacher goes above and beyond to do that, it's super heartwarming to see that. And, yeah, but it is sad that there are teachers out there that do that kind of thing there. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying all teachers are like that. And if they're playing that great. This teacher is an awful person. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't like teachers that are like that. Like, and personally, I never had any of that stuff done for me. But mm. I have known people I have, and there have been teachers I haven't believed them. And I just I hate when that happens because I know it, you know. And then when they're denied that stuff, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, what's wrong with you? Right. I have it diagnosed. So why aren't you helping? But I also got the other side for teachers and whatnot. I mean, there's also a problem where not everyone, and just because this isn't, there's a problem with some people are self-diagnosed, right? Which is accurate sometimes. I'm not saying it's always wrong where they're like, oh, if you self-diagnose, you're wrong. But sometimes they are wrong, right? Which means, and yeah. it seems the people who are wrong tend to not want to be actually, like, medically examined to see if they're right. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with it. If you want to, if you feel that you, say, have anxiety or you say feel like you have depression, go see someone. Because if you're wrong, that's great. It's amazing if you're wrong. Because that means that you won't have to struggle with it. But if you write and the doctor yeah. says you're right, then that's also good that you actually 
talk to someone about it because then you can get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't like self-diagnosis because I do think it, yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's always accurate. So I always, like, sometimes I'll diagnose myself and then I'll go to a professional and make sure that, like, that is the right thing and I'm not being dumb about it. But I do think sometimes it can just not always be accurate. Right. I mean, it can be accurate at times. And if it if you are accurate, then you should talk to someone because then you can get help. But either way, I feel like you should just talk to someone in case you're wrong, in case you're right. Either way, the best option is to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, always but... better to talk to someone than to not. Mm-hmm. Well, and the sad thing is people often... That that is one thing that people misunderstand is that 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 like again it's not it's not scrutinized as much anymore. But before people always were like, oh well, if I go seek help, then I'm weak. Like as we mm-hmm. as we talked before, um, and it's not a sign of weakness to me. Like I think I've said this either in a, I've said this somewhere in a recording. I can't remember which one, but to me, it's a sign of strength because if you are able to put your like. I guess situation aside and like, Hey, I'm going to go check this out to make sure this is correct. That's a sign to me that you're the, one of the strongest people on the planet. Right. And that's, that's just my personal outlook on it. Like yeah. everyone's going to agree with that. But to me, that's how I go about it. Right. Cause it's, yeah. it's, what? it's like, um, similar, similar to like, um, you know, bravery. It's not the absence of fear. It's facing it. Right. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's like you're not weak for yeah. going to get help. You're stronger because you're facing the the issue. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, help is okay, and I do want to specify this here. Again, help is completely okay, and I'm saying this because I know that there are definitely people out there struggling right now. And see, it's not that stigmatism anymore that people are afraid of. What people are actually afraid of now is getting help because they're afraid of what's actually going to happen, what could happen. And it may not even be that. Sometimes it may be like even telling your mom or your dad or just someone in your family, like someone that you trust. And that can be a hard thing sometimes, like telling someone that you're having really bad thoughts. It's like, it's not easy. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, to tell someone to that, that is just, it's one of those things that you need to work yourself up to it, because I've had to do it before, and that's actually why I missed one of these podcast episodes before, I'm not going to get too much detail there, but it's one of those things where when I hear people talk about, like, why they actually went and got help, I'm proud of them, mm-hmm. because they actually went and sought help, instead of, like, staying at home and doing things they shouldn't right i can remember a time when i was so far down one of the roads you really don't want to go down and i was just constantly sad i was using certain substances you shouldn't be using when you're at that kind of a level and it just made me feel worse so to anyone listening if you are doing that as of right now I should do me a favor. Stop and go talk to someone. Because believe me, you may not think it'll help, but it'll help you more than you would ever 
Mm. Yeah, so for like, for me, when it comes, like I've always put myself to a uh, high standard, right? And that's uh, it's often what people do. But the thing that I don't do that a lot of people unfortunately do is they compare themselves to other people. That is literally the worst thing you could be doing. Because not only are they a completely different person than you, but they are also, like, if you're especially, like, this happens to women more often because, uh, I guess the competitive nature of, like, well, should I put makeup on or should I not? Like, oh, this girl has a nice dress. I don't. Like, that kind of thing. Uh, but guys do it, too. But, like, it's just, like, you're comparing yourself to someone that, like, usually someone that you can't reach to because, oh, they're super wealthy and famous or, oh, they have so much, like, they have so many followers or, like, whatever. To me, that's, like, one of the worst things you could do because you're comparing to some, you're, you're giving yourself unrealistic expectations. You're putting yourself down because you think that, that that person's better than you, even though they don't probably know you exist. Or if you're talking about your friends or like anything like that, like they usually don't know you exist because you're putting yourself up to a higher standard to someone that you barely, that you probably don't even talk to first of all. And second of all, that you just don't interact with even a little bit. And so like, I've heard people all the time, say that they compare themselves to uh, people that are higher up on the, like, on the YouTube scale, right? Like, so people that have, like, 10 million followers or, like, 20 million followers, like, they're comparing themselves to people that are like that. And to me, that's, a, that's, like, not healthy at all to mm. do. And so one of the things I don't do, one of the things I do to stay motivated is, hey, I, this is what I have, and I should be grateful for what I have, right? right? So the whole, like, 7,000 subscriber thing, that doesn't happen naturally. That doesn't happen naturally. I know someone that has been, well, I don't know them, but I see, I saw someone that has been on the uh, YouTube for nine years and they only have 100 uh, subscribers, right? So to me, the 7,000 that I've gone in less than, a, or than technically less than a year, that doesn't happen naturally. So I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for like what I, uh, and like the things I'm able to do. But the one thing I don't do is uh, like compare myself to the people because I know that's a slippery slope into essentially the beginning of depression because you're you're constantly waking up thinking this person's better than me. This person can do stuff I can't. Like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's just like that's not what you should be doing. I you should be focusing on what you can do, what you can have, and, and avoiding the whole idea that this person's better than you because they're not. Right. They're just they're think of it like playing a game, right? They paid more to get a higher rank. Or they worked hard to get a higher rank, right? You might be just starting out. You're probably a teenager. You're probably you're still in the middle of the worst time of your life. Because trust me, being a teenager is not fun. Uh, except for high school a little bit. But even still, it doesn't always work that way for other people. And so you think of the level that you're on and think of what can you do to like, be at a higher level than even maybe even the people that you're putting yourself up to. Because again, like I said... It's not a. It's an unrealistic expectation, and it's like not healthy even remotely. Like, I think any therapist will tell you that that you can't be putting yourself, you can't be putting your own standards onto other people, right. because it's just not going to end well. Mm -hmm. You can yeah. the way I see, see it. I... Oh, sorry, you can go. I'm sorry. See, I used to do that a lot, where I compare myself to other people, and sometimes, yes, it was famous people, but. Sometimes there's even people at school, and I was just like, why the hell am I doing this? It makes me feel worse about myself. Mm -hmm. And I learned in a way to be grateful for what I had at the time. Instead of, like, comparing myself to one of my favorite comedians for some fucking reason. Like, I hated doing that to myself, but 
I eventually learned how to not do that to myself and be grateful for what I have. Right. The the way I think about it is like, say like you can only be you, right? Like you can't be someone else. So you're never going to be the exact same person as someone you look up to, right? You, it's just impossible. But you can be like, I like this aspect of something. And I can work to be better at that aspect of myself. And that's a better way of doing it because you're, you're not putting it, comparing yourself to someone else. You're working on yourself, trying to get better at things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something yeah, else I'd like to add is actually, I'll let you go, Ethan. Well, no, I was just going to say that, like, to me, another thing that keeps my spirits up is the fact that I'm, like, helping other people, right? right? The whole goal, like I said, of the channel at this point, I've said many times, is that is to help people, right? Like, is to help people, like, especially people that are un- that are in unfortunate situations. So people that have cancer, people that can't even move because their legs are, like, unstable or can't be used. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, people that are, like, not able to, like, do anything about this situation. They're just kind of stuck. They're relying on other people to help them. Mm-hmm. And so the whole idea of my channel is that I love to help people that, you know, that can't really help themselves. Like they, like I said, people with cancer, they don't have a choice. Life gave them that role and they're stuck with it until something happens with it, whether it unfortunately takes them or whether they can beat it. Right. That's one of two right. stages, um, not stages of cancer, that there's multiple. I mean, like two different ways of uh, doing it. Either it unfortunately takes someone's life or they can beat it if they're given enough treatment and if they're given enough help. And that's what's awesome about what I'm hoping to do someday, and that's to like just like donate to charities that do that kind of stuff, talk to people that kind of that have that problem, like just to understand the situation, and like all that kind of stuff. So to me, that's why I love doing what I do, and that's why I keep my spirits up. Like John and Noah, they can attest. You could also attest by going onto the our website. I'm working on like seven different current projects right now, and you might think that's super stressful, and I guess it is in a way. But it's not in a way that like I love that I, I hate what I do. It's like it's like work, you know. It's like it's not, it's not fun anymore. It's just like oh, I'm just here cause it's for the paycheck, right? I'm not getting paid yet. I don't have any income source coming in yet. I don't have an actual job because I'm working on all this stuff. And for me, it's just like I'm help. I'm gonna help people with the, what I'm making. So I should keep making it. It gives me the determination to keep going. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, there's actually. Something I want to bring some light to. I don't know if it's talked about as much, but it's something I just want to bring some light to. Um, I know when I've been sometimes just very low where I'm at loss, even. I've always done this thing where I've gone and I've helped other people before I've helped myself. And it's uh, like just making sure other people are okay before I'm okay. And it is sometimes an okay thing to do, but if you're going to do that, you want to make sure before you do any of that, that you're okay, that you can handle what you're about to do. Because sometimes when I was doing that, it was mentally tolling and it, it was hard to help some people. I, I've seen a lot of things some people shouldn't have even never seen. But it's one of those things where, yes, it's a good thing to do, but at the same time, you need to check on yourself. So for anyone like doing that with certain people that's great but please make sure you're doing okay before you check on someone else or after you check on that person check on yourself see how you're doing 
because I know I used to do that as a way to like just forget about how I was doing and I'll check on like four or five people at a time. Yeah, think of it yeah, like you're taking from everybody. a bowl of love, right? Think of it like you're taking a bowl of like think of a bowl of candy, but instead of uh, having candy, you're it's like it's well no, I guess I'll just I'll just use the candy analogy. So there's candy in the bowl, right? Every time you go to help someone or every time you go to like like yeah, I guess every time you go to help someone, you're taking a piece of candy and giving it to them, right? If you go around giving all your love and candy to everyone, you come to realize that there's nothing left in the bowl for yourself. And that's what kind of Noah's saying is that make sure you're going to yourself either first or after you help someone making sure you're like you're all right making sure your mental health stays in a good place and making sure that like obviously don't put yourself above others because then you're a douchebag but just like i'll make sure that you're thinking about yourself like as well not just not just other people because like i said it before if you're giving all your love to other people you have none left for yourself right i think with some yeah. people it's yeah. like they see this going back to the candy analogy, they're like, they've always been told you can't be selfish, right? You so you can't take all that candy for yourself, and yeah, I mean, don't be selfish, but make there's no nothing wrong with making sure you're okay. So say you want you need you need some of the candy, that's you need it. That's 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 the yours. But if you can give it to other people, then you should. But that doesn't mean you have to. If you can't. Yeah. Noah, you were saying something? Uh, this is one. Yeah, this is just one of those topics where it's great to talk about, but geez, I forgot how like some of the roads I just went down. Yeah, like, well I mean it's it's a it's a it's a sensitive topic, but it's a topic that is like it's it's almost like it's it's not like it's overlooked. Like there's certain there's certain aspects of mental health that's overlooked but it just seems like there's people that are like over enthusiastic and like tell me like i hope everyone agrees with this one because i've seen this all over tiktok um because of course it's tiktok but i've seen people that are like oh i'm i'm like donating to a mental health facility or like oh i'm donating to this nonprofit for mental health and then you come to realize that they they fake donated and they're not they didn't actually do shit like to me those people are the most disgusting people, those people. yeah because they're just they're trying to profit off of doing good deeds that they didn't actually do. Exactly. Yeah, to those me, those are the most disgusting people I've ever seen. Those are the most fucking scummy people I've ever seen or met. If any are listening now, get the fuck off this podcast, you blog here. Get the fuck off. I hate those people. Like, I, mean, I, I don't think they'd be in this podcast, I'm just saying it just in case. But I've actually gone and like been in a mental health facility before and it's not a great place. Mm. I mean, for one, I think some of them are underpaid so they don't have the maintenance that they need. Like, the power I had was rusted and just a lot of other aspects weren't too good. But if you're fake donating, donating like, what, what the hell's wrong with you? It's people that actually need the money, and those facilities actually need that money to either bring in more people or make it better for the people coming in. So I just hate those people. Right. Yeah, it um, it did occur to me we were talking about earlier, like people who don't 
go for help because they feel like they can't so they it's they'll be looked down upon i think there's another group of people where they're like oh they won't they won't believe me or they won't understand i'm sure if you go get to get to a professional like say a professional therapist or like a psychiatrist even um it's their job to understand or at least help even if they don't understand and mm-hmm. so if you feel like you're scared or not not scared but if you feel like they won't understand or that they won't believe you it's not their job not to believe you like if they don't believe you they're not doing their job right mm-hmm. so if you so if you get someone if you go try to see a therapist and they don't believe that you have a certain disorder then that's them not doing their job and you should just find a different person someone that's good for you mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing it's for the other people on the spectrum too where like people are like they want to help others but they they don't because they're thinking oh i'm not going to understand their pain i'm not going to understand what they're going through you're oftentimes 99 percent of the time you're not going to understand it but what you need to understand is that you're not you don't need to give them uh, sympathy. You need to give them empathy. They're two different very. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. So you need to give people empathy, not sympathy. Sympathy is just like, oh, I'm so sorry for your so, so sorry for you. That's not going to help them in any way, shape, or form. So it's just honestly, it might make them feel worse. So you need to give them empathy, which is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empathy is the thing you always want to give, never sympathy. Empathy will always help more than sympathy ever will. Right. Yeah, and I, and I love the games that like I'm sorry to bring this right back to games, but I'm a I'm a gamer. Um, but I love the games that showcase kind of what people go through. Like I saw this game once uh, that's called I forgot what the actual uh, thing is called, but it's a game about someone who has schizophrenia. Mm. Now apparently, like I've never had schizophrenia, I've never known anyone that has, and so I I looked at the game. I'm like, huh, that's interesting, and it's a it's a, it's it classifies itself as a psychological horror game, which I guess makes sense. But essentially, it's like a walking simulator, and it's it simulates what people kind of go through. Not exactly, because it's hard to... It's, the game developer said it's hard to, like, kind of replicate that in a video game. But mm. it kind of showcases kind of what these people go through. Like, there, there's one point in the game where your own mind is telling you, hey, you don't deserve this. You don't, you, like, you don't deserve any of this. And, like, that kind of thing. And there's other games that do that, too, where they kind of showcase, hey, here's what people go through. So you can kind of under, at least get a grasp at understanding it. Maybe you don't still don't fully understand it, but here's here's like a little grasp at it. And the, what's awesome about these games is they're yeah. all free. Mm. They're all free games. They don't the developers aren't charging you a dime, and that's awesome because it's just showcasing how much these people care about other people's mental state. You know. Yep, I actually love those kinds of games, and I've played a few. There's right. just one in particular that had like five chapters, I think. I forgot the name of it, but it was a very great game. And it showed, like, the five, I guess you would say, stages of depression, I guess. And I just got to play it, and it's like, wow, this actually showed, like, what I went through. And I was like, that's really cool that people are, like, bringing that kind of stuff to light, especially with a game, which I know is kind of cringy, but it's pretty cool. Like. Right. I wouldn't say it's uh, just really cool to see that. I wouldn't say it was cringy, but yeah, it's like it's it shows people who might not understand 
a different aspect of life to help people understand. So it's like a very noble thing in my mind that like if they are like, oh, okay, so not everyone understands what these people go through. So we're going to help them understand by showing them this or that. Right. And I think yeah. like another game I want to talk about a little bit is like Life is Strange, right? The, fir- the first one mm-hmm. primarily is that... Um, in the first game, like you start, it's the second the game starts, you kind of get a sense that uh, one of the characters' name is Kate. She's been getting bullied, she's getting harassed, and all that stuff. And you can kind of tell she's like not in the right mental place, right? And then in the second chapter, hashtag spoilers, so you might want to mute this or something, whatever. Uh, but in the second episode, at the very end of it, she attempts suicide, right? And it's your job as yeah. the player to convince her not to do it. If you fail, you fail. If you don't, she comes back and she's alive for the rest of the game, right? So in that moment, you can just see yeah. all YouTubers ever that have ever played that game recorded it. They're just in this, like, paralyzed state where they're like, oh, my God, this is – it's up to me now, right? And, like, like I can't say that's a very realistic thing that happens. People do jump from things. But I can't say it's a very realistic setting where, you know, everyone's outside looking at this person. They're about to jump off a school building, like that kind of stuff. That's not very realistic, but the actual thing of it being realistic is true. Because, unfortunately, cops get calls all the time saying someone's about to jump off a bridge or someone's about to jump from this high place. And it's just sad to see that, you know, I mean, honestly, I, like, if I could help them, I would. But, obviously, you're in this state that, like, I couldn't have done anything. I'm not close enough to, like, where they were. Or, like... I might not have been able to know, like, I don't know them. So what, what would I have said? You know, like that kind of stuff. Mm. And it really hits you yeah. hard when you do lose someone that you did know, that you did understand, that you did kind of, like, you you tried to help to your best extent, right? Because I think uh, both these guys know this. In 2020, the year of COVID, of course, um, school got shut down. And this person knew that we were, we were basically friends since childhood. And unfortunately, she uh, committed suicide, and I didn't know about it until, like, after her parents had told me. And, mm. like, I got some of the signs. Like, one of the signs I got was that she was kind of silent for a couple of weeks. She would, like, text me every day, and then suddenly she just stopped, right? And so, like, at that moment, like, in that month period that I was kind of, I guess you can say mourning, is, like, I was, like, I was in bed for several days thinking, this is my fault, because I could have done something. I should have said something something like all this kind of stuff being like i because i knew her i knew her perfectly well like she told me all of her things that would like uh was like wrong in her life she her parents weren't too happy with each other um school got closed down that's where her only friends were so she didn't get to see her friends anymore uh like all this kind of stuff that was kind of just piling on to her all at once her grandma had passed away because of covid like uh, i think five weeks before she did it and so all this stuff it just kind of piled on to her and like i like i said i tried to help as much as i could but apparently it wasn't enough. Mm. And so she's not here today, unfortunately, but you know, it just like the idea that that happened uh, to me, like just kind of motivates me to help anybody I can. That's like, I mean, that's one of the motivating factors, but it's kind of the major one I would say, because there's more than just that, but that's probably the major one that's kind of inspired me to like one of the charities we're going to donate to is probably like a suicide hotline or something, something that like a hotline is not a thing like it is, but it's, it's not a donating thing. I don't think, but like it's a, place that you can donate money to that could help other people from doing that kind of stuff right yeah i think it's a it's we'll, a, we'll find something that's on it too. i think it's a common thing for people to blame themselves because i also had a friend around the same time who was no longer with us for because 
they were they were being bullied in school um and they went they no one knew no one knew they were hurting and a lot of people were very close to this person and they were like oh i sat next to them every day i didn't even notice they were hurting i didn't it, I, it's my fault because i didn't i didn't try to understand them i didn't talk to them enough like it's there's only so much someone can do right and that's very sad like it's it's very sad there's only so much you can do so if someone does end up you know someone ends up committing suicide it's it's not your fault uh, there's yeah. things you can See. do to help sure but that if they do end up doing it that doesn't mean it was your fault that you didn't do yeah. enough See. you you could have done something else that's that's just sadly not the way it works yeah and i you know yeah, it's like i noticed that way too and like but the thing is it's kind of your natural state right is to think because like like this person we weren't just friends like we were very very close we were close since uh i think kindergarten or something something along that like before school even really was a thing uh like we were friends we grew up together she unfortunately moved because her dad had to go to work somewhere and like you know it's just like we, we would talk to each other pretty much every day we played games together like all this stuff and then suddenly just something changed and i like like i took note of it and i asked her hey is everything all right and she said of course it's fine like that kind of stuff she kind of brushed it off and to me and like in my natural state when i first found out i'm like yeah i should have said something i knew something wasn't right i knew something was wrong and i just chose to like i just chose to trust her because she said she everything was all right mm. yeah see i've also had this happen i've lost two or three friends i think to suicide as well and i've never really spoken about it because it's one of those hard things to speak about and it, god i blamed myself for i think all three of them and it's just one of those really hard things to do but what i will say is help someone as much as you can but they have to accept that help it's mm -hmm. like uh this old saying i know you can lead a horse to water but you can't feed or on the dream. So, people will get help as long as they're willing to receive it. But if they're not willing to receive it, they're not going to get help. Mm -hmm. So it's well, really up to the person that's struggling. I would slightly disagree with that because if you, like, yeah, don't force them to get help, but, like, very much encourage them to get help, especially if you know their situation. If you don't know, then it's hard to kind of recommend them to do anything. But, like, if you know them, if it's someone you know, then, like, give them the help they need because they, they can't help themselves. And so, yes, there's going to be there's gonna be a step where they need to, but you need to carry them to that step. That's what friends are supposed to do to each other. You're supposed to carry them to that step and say, hey, here you are. Now it's your choice what you want to do. Please, here's my recommendation, but it's your choice. Please do this. Like, that kind of thing. Like, that's why I'll slightly disagree because I don't think that like not helping if you if they're not accepting help that is to your the idea to back off and kind of like not help at all that to me that's not what i would do mm -hmm. um but to but me like that like the person i was talking about uh like she did ex she i she did accept a little bit of help that i gave her it just wasn't enough is the idea that the, the reason i blamed myself was because it wasn't enough mm -hmm. and so you know that's again i think that's kind of the, everyone's mental state initially when something something like that happens is oh I, this is my fault because I was the closest to them. I could have done something. I didn't. And this, now we're here. Right. Mm. 
Yeah. So yeah, and I wasn't trying to push on narrative at all of like if they're not accepting help, then don't help them. I mean, no, help as much as you can. It's just it's hard to help someone when they're not taking the help because you can do everything for someone that you're trying to help. You could give them muscle. You could give them people to talk to. You can recommend a thousand different things. And if they're not willing to accept that, then there's not really much you can do besides talk to them and try to help them as much as you can. Mm. But don't force someone into doing something they don't want to do. It'll either come to them or they might not, which is a thing we don't hope for, but we always hope they try help. See, again, I would slightly disagree because if someone is... If someone is in a bad state, and I know they're in a bad state, I am pulling out all the stops until I until they are feeling better, right? I'm not like, like, if they are not accepting help, I don't care. I'm still going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to tell them, hey, this is what I think. This is my opinion. I'm not a professional at all, even a little bit. But here's my opinion. I'm going to keep helping you until either you're, or it, I'm going to keep helping you until you're ready to help yourself. That's my philosophy on that idea. Because to me, I've lost, I'm not going to give the number because I honestly don't know, but I've lost enough friends to suicide that I'm, that's what I'm doing. I, mm. I'm pulling out all the stops until that person feels better about themselves. Yeah, I think I right. agree. Like, you can keep trying. Like, if you feel like you can help, then you should. Yeah. And see, whenever I'm helping someone, especially something like this, I pull out every stop I can think of. Mm -hmm. I pull out what I can do, and then I pull out numbers of, like, hotlines, and I tell them people they can go talk to, uh, places they can go for help. Like, I just try and pull out every stop I can, because I know there's, like, a lot of different things that they could go and do, right. especially to get help. Yeah, and the nice thing about hotlines, too, is because if you, for example, if you're in a family where your parents either are, like, clearly not good parents or they're just flat out ignoring you or something like that, then that hotlines can help you talk to someone who's actually willing to listen to you because some people grow up in environments where their parents are not willing to listen to them or where they are flat out just ignore their existence, like that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. so that's, that provides a nice safe place for, like, like John said before, they're most likely not going to understand. But they're not paid to understand. They're paid to listen. That's what they're paid to do. And so the idea that like someone's just there to listen to you, that often gives people enough strength to at least keep moving forward for a while until like depression. Like I've heard a lot, a lot of times is a passing cloud. That's not how that works. Not even remotely a little bit. Depression is always there until like even if it's quote unquote cured, it's still kind of there and lingers in your mind, unfortunately. And mm. so. Yeah. Until it resurfaces, it gives people the determination to like say, "Hey, this person's willing to listen to me." Or like, you know, if you go to a friend, like they're willing to listen to you. The whereas your parents might not because they're just terrible parents, you know. Right. Yeah. See, I cannot recommend hotline more than I than my last time I experienced like talking to someone on hotline. Hotlines, I think, are one of the best resources available because. As far as I know, there are a few that are open like 24 hours a day. You could call any time of the night or day. There'll be someone there that can help you and make a plan even. And I love those. Mm. Like, it's a great thing. I'm glad they exist because they helped me and they probably help a lot more people. Uh, and it's just a very good thing. 
to have. I think 90% of them are 24 hour because if they weren't, that's kind of intrusive. Well, not intrusive. What's the word? It's kind of like, like you're not willing to help enough because like some people are are like, some people are laying in bed crying at 3 a.m. If you're not open at 3 a.m., you're not helping anybody, right? Like I understand people need to go home and sleep themselves, but just have like a shift where like people shift in in and out, like have the night owls be up during 3 a.m. or have have the morning birds be up like around 6 to go in, you know, like that kind of thing. I think 90% of them are 24 hour. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I think a good chunk of them are 24 hour. I'm just like not sure on the actual number of them are 24 hour, but I'm glad we do have those. Yeah, it's like like you said, if someone is hurting at 3 a.m. and no one's there to pick up the phone, then that can result poorly, right? Yeah, and like it, like it doesn't always have to be a hotline. It can always it can also be 911. If you are fear if you're fearful that you're like about to do something you don't want to do, calling nine one one they will help they will help you as much as you can. I can't guarantee they're going to help as much as the hotline would or as much as talking to someone would because I've never been in a situation where I've seen someone do that. But it's there if you need it because nine one one is there if you're feeling in danger and if you're feeling in danger of doing something you don't want to do or if you're feeling in danger that's something you might do, then uh, contacting them could also help. Right. Yeah. Actually, nine one one is also a very good thing to do as well. As well, if you're feeling a certain way toward like doing something bad to yourself, that's a very good thing to do because yes, they'll send either a social worker or cops. I'm not sure. Usually, it's a mix of the two, but usually they do send someone. And they might they send uh, take you to a place. It depends on your situation because if they're if they're if yeah. you're about to do it, then they're probably going to send. Uh, either police and also a paramedic, uh, just in case. Or they, I, I don't know if I've ever seen them send a social worker. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. But I have seen them call in, like they don't, like they call in a couple cops to go check on uh, the person. And uh, depending on the situation, they might check a paramedic if their person's like cutting themselves or something, something like that, where they're physically injuring themselves. They just haven't done the thing yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everyone's it's it's nine one one or if you're in a different uh if you're a different part of the world I think zero zero two I think is another one uh, I'm not gonna name I'm not gonna put to say numbers that don't exist but I think those are the ones I know about um, so every place has a hot, uh, has like an emergency number your if you have a cell phone your cell phone has a built in emergency thing you can tell the phone operator either Siri or uh, Google I think okay yeah uh, Google um or you can like i think you can just uh on iphones specifically i think you can just uh triple i think you have to tap your power button five times and it automatically calls them like mm-hmm. there's so many ways there's so many easy ways to contact help you know right. what i mean um and if yeah. you don't want to talk to the police and you can always talk to the hotlines that we talked about before um make sure you find sure. a 24-hour one because honestly those are the people that are probably going to listen more Right. Um, people that are not open twenty four hours, they're they're tr- they're clearly trying a little bit, but they're not trying enough to me. If they're mm-hmm. not open twenty four hours, yeah. There is actually one number I can recommend that I have used before and will probably use in the future if I ever need to. It's a nine eight eight. It's a hotline, I think, based on New Mexico, but it was a very helpful hotline. Like I remember, I stayed on the phone for I think. Two or three hours with this person up until someone could help me out. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just a very great point. Like they yeah. even made sure that like they made a plan and, and that you were following the plan. They even had people calling to check up. Like it's just a very good hotline. Right. Yeah, I can't put every suicide hotline in the uh, description of the episode, but I will put the national one um, because the national one is very reliable. I've heard, and it um, it's a very common number that like people can you can memorize and stuff. You can write down on a sticky note or something. Just put it on your fridge or something. You know, just so it's always there and you always know it. Um, and of course, the internet exists, so you can always look it up too. Mm. Um, but John, we're getting to the end of the episode. Do you have one final thing to say? Because me and Noah have been talking the most here. Yeah, um, I guess I just to further what I've said previously that, you know, you're not alone. Uh, many other people deal with it. It's common enough that people people like us are having co- uh, podcast conversation about it. So just, you know, for those who feel like they're alone, that no one understands them, you're not. There's somebody who will, uh, who will understand, who wants to help, and... Maybe just that alone might be comforting. Yeah. Well said. I actually do want to add one thing. Um, to anyone out there that is feeling a certain kind of way right now or just depressed, you may think right now that there is no one that knows how you feel. Like No one on earth can know how you feel. Trust me when I say this, but there are a lot of people and more than likely know exactly how you feel right now. And those people can actually help. Of course, if you find the right groups or if you find the right person to talk to, or even the right therapist. But just because you're feeling a certain way doesn't mean no one else has experienced it. There's, what, 7 billion people on this planet? I'm sure there is a lot of people who have felt the same way you are feeling right now. Yeah, and another thing I'm going to add, too, is that that's, uh, I've said this before, but, like, even without doing charity live streams yet, I've, uh, I got a comment, uh, it's been a while ago at this point, but it was from someone, I'm not going to say their name, uh, like, their, not even their YouTube name, but I got a comment from someone, um, saying that they, that when they first found me, their, their, their life was rough, their, their parents were getting divorced, their, they didn't have any friends, and they kind of were just like the the people that were in their school was just kind of like making fun of them for different things and stuff like that. They said that they were at a very low place and they even considered suicide as an option before they uh, like that. They obviously didn't. And they said that my content, just watching my videos every day, because I upload two videos per day. They said watching my two videos every day helped them stay alive. Essentially is what it is. Um, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm just like going off of memory. I'm not going to read it. It's their own. It's their information. Um, but that's basically what they said, and to me, that has also motivated me completely to move on. The fact that I've already saved someone's life just by not, I haven't even donated to anything yet. So, just by making content and like laughing or playing a game that they like or talking with people that uh, are there, like either whether it be John, Noah, or my brother and sister, whatever it be, that they are just enjoying the content and that they are just sticking around for more, and then that helps them continue to move on. Like that's to me, that's the most beautiful thing I think I've ever gotten. Like that's the that's the best comment I've ever gotten, one hundred percent, completely. Um, and so that's the I can't speak for John, I can't speak for Noah, but what I can say is that the re, that's the re, that's the entire point that I make content is to for to be entertaining and to ha- hopefully have people have a better day because people go to turn to YouTube, they turn to Twitch, they turn to anything to just ha- have a better day or to just enjoy themselves. And that's kind of the point of why I do what I do. 
Yeah. See, I may not have helped someone the way that you have, Ethan, but I have helped someone just by, like, being a friend and being there for them. And I know that feeling. It's it's a pretty good feeling. Right. Yeah. I've had a a few friends I've helped, and one day they just tossed me and they said, listen, you saved my life a couple of times. And, like, like, it was just, it was great to hear. Mm -hmm. Like, it made me want to help people even more. It actually gave me this goal that before I die, I want to help or save or whatever I can do. Mm-hmm. I want to help or save at least 100,000 people. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to do it. Well, just remember what we said in the original beginning of this is don't set unrealistic expectations. So you want to make sure you set a goal that you can achieve and then keep adding on to that goal as you keep going. That's what I do anyway. Um, yeah. But like, like, it's not helping people isn't a competition either. I don't, we don't want to make it sound like that. But it's just like, if you can help someone, if you have the opportunity to do so, then you should absolutely do it. Whether you understand them or not, you're probably not going to understand what they're going through at all. But even if yeah. you don't understand, you're at least there to listen. Yeah. Because that can go a long way. Just having someone that will listen to you and... Maybe if they don't understand, maybe they do understand. Sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes just having someone you know that has your back can help go a long way. Mm-hmm. That's very true. All right, uh, any final words, guys, before I wrap this up? I feel like we uh, covered, a good, covered a lot of it. Yeah, I think we did pretty good on this. All right. Uh, the interesting thing, the interesting thing about points is you both stayed on topic the entire time and didn't really deviate too much. Um, the only thing that helped this person win is because they've clearly experienced this before. Uh, so Noah, you are making up for your loss streak because you have just won again uh, with forty-eight points. John, you had thirty-seven. Um, but again, it was only because Noah has clearly gone through the things we were kind of talking about. And um, if John has, he didn't really spec- he didn't really talk about it. But it doesn't matter because, like I said. Noah was talking about uh, the things he's been through and the things that helped him along the way, and so I gave him bonus points for all that kind of stuff. Um, so Plus, he's been on a, like a 12 losing streak, and now he's on a winning streak, so he can keep that going as long as he wants, uh, as long as he's good. I mean, surprisingly, he still won with yeah. minus 10 points at the start, yeah. um, but that was purely based on the bonus points I gave him for like talking about what helped him through his own uh, demons, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Um, so I Noah, don't care speak. about the points. Yeah, winner's speech. Uh, I did not give a shit about the points. Like, I didn't want to win. I just wanted to talk for as long as I could, say things that helped me, and just put out that, like, I've had this experience too, and I want to try and see if maybe this episode will help someone. That's all I cared about. So I was trying to see if this could help someone. Mm. I didn't care about points. Yeah. I guess that's my winner's speech. Well, I'm not doing a loser speech because we're all winners today because we all talked about a very important topic that needs to be talked about. Uh, if you had any, like, if you had any problems during this episode, there's going to be a, uh, I, I don't know if this is for every platform. I know Spotify has it, but I, and Amazon Music has it. But in the description of the episode, there will be a, the National Suicide Hotline. If you need to use it, absolutely feel free. There's no reason, as we said before, don't feel scared. Don't feel like no one's going to understand. Don't feel like that uh, no one's going to listen to you because all three of those things are not true. 
Um, so they'll be in the descri- they'll be in the channel or channel description. What they'll be in the episode description uh, for you guys to use um, and to to use at your disposal. So there you go. Um, but I think that's going to be it for us guys for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us and thank you so much for sticking around uh, to the end of this. We hope we provoked a conversation, especially in this episode. We hope we provoked a conversation uh, and made you laugh along the way. Maybe a little bit less of that one because it's more of a serious topic. Um, yeah. but anyway, we really hope you provoked a conversation though, uh, at the very least. Um, you can check all three of us out somewhere on the internet. Uh, I'm on Flabzuxy Gaming on YouTube. John is Jeebins Feebins on YouTube and Twitch, uh, and uh, Noah is on Xbox currently right now. And like I said, um, we have a Patreon if you really want to use it. Um, you get extra bonus stuff if you, uh, d- depending on the tier you get. Either way, no matter what tier you get, you're getting bonus uh, exclusive stuff that nobody else gets to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.